Hello there. Welcome to the Crumble Walk Halloween Special. Please grab some popcorn, take a seat, and enjoy some spooky, scary stories. What are the other two flavors in the flannel pack uh, for reference for our fans? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> One of them is uh, a pumpkin spice, I think, uh, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured there'd be a pumpkin it. one in there if it's fall themed. Yeah, yeah, it's the flannel pack. The other one's turkey flavor. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Boston. Turkey and gravy <laughs> seltzer. It's turkey flavor. It's a soul <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> episode of the Crumble War fucking podcast. I am Richie Clee, aka Capitan Winky. I'm here with my co-host, the myth, the legend, Tony Giggles, Anthony in the house. Yes. And this week we have one of our favorite guests back on the podcast. We got our boy, the stash. What's going on, Cameron? It's my it's 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 your my boy Cameron back it's again. Yeah, my boy. Is is my boy? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so... Thank thank you for having me as surprise guest, Richko. Oh, a surprise guest! Yay! That's right, guys. It's a Saturday. We were just hitting it, and the recording session studio here just going. So. We got a great episode for you guys today. We're kind of just going to bang it out. It's going to be a little bit of a quick one. We're going to do some stuff, blow your minds a little bit. Just innuendos up and down. All the innuendos. Mm, Super hard. They're just going to keep coming back to this podcast. (laughs) I won't lie, that was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We actually have somewhat of a brew as well for this episode, even on such short notice. I. Hustled my butt to please our fans. You guys want to know what it is? It's suspense. Oh, yeah, please. please <gasps> Do tell. I'm going to put it. a line, like an epic bass line in here. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. And the beer is... Hi Ali. Hi Jai Ali? It's Hi Ali. Hi I'm from Florida, man. It's, seriously, it's Hi Ali. I'm not <laughs> kidding. The first year I heard this beer moving and living in Florida, I was like, oh, that's a Jai Ali. They're like, nah, you dumbass. That's. <laughs> you dumb, boy. <laughs> Florida has the weirdest way of pronouncing stuff. Oh, God, yeah. It's in India, Palal. Cigar City Brewing, which is in mm. Tampa. I've been to the brewery. Oh, okay. They have great beers, good selection, and they also have bad beers, too. This is a great one, though. I've had this one before. I'm not, like, a huge pale fan, but I've been getting into them recently. You're welcome. It's a well-known one. <laughs> Thank you. It's a well-known beer in Florida. It's probably Cigar City's most popular brew that they have. It's 7.5%, so it's not a bad it. 
And they actually have a storehouse somewhere around here. A giant, I mean, highlight storehouse. He still almost said it. <laughs> I almost said it. It's been a year of saying it, so it's almost ingrained in my brain. Yeah, I'm excited to crack this one open, though. It's been a long time. I wonder if the company's owned by a man named Juan. Could be. I don't, I don't get it. Juan? In Spanish? Oh. With a J? <laughs> All right. I, I, I feel like that's probably know. where they got that pronunciation is like the Spanish influence down in Florida. Yeah, probably. Hi, a lie. Also, to me, kind of sounds like Arabic. Arabic. Uh, Ar- yeah, I could see that. Aramaic. Arabic. Cameron, I know it was super short notice, but uh, do you have anything? I do. Oh. Uh, this isn't the first time I've tried it, but it'll be the first time I've tried these flavors. It's it's a Vizzy... Seltzer. Alcohol. Oh, okay. I've never had a Vizzy. Uh, 5%. Uh, the entire pack is themed around probably my favorite artificial flavor, which is watermelon. There was regular watermelon, kiwi watermelon, blueberry watermelon, and uh, pomegranate watermelon. Or no, passion fruit, sorry. Passion fruit. Ooh. Right now I'm drinking the kiwi, and out of the two I've tried which the kiwi's one of. It's my favorite. The blueberry I tried was eh. Wasn't really a big fan of it. All right. But these are very traditional seltzers with like kind of lacking on the flavor. I like to use the description. It's like someone's on the other side of the room and that's the flavor and they're waving at you like, "Hi, I can't come over, but hi." <laughs> it's just like not the full experience. Is is Vizzy the one that's infused with vodka or nah? Is that high noon? High I don't noon. know if I'm confused. Vizzy oh, okay. is infused with antioxidant vitamin C from Acerola Superfruit. Or oh. Acerola. All right. I, think it's I don't know what acerola. any of that is except for I antioxidants. It, yeah, I think it's uh, Acerola. Yeah. AKA, it tastes like ace. <laughs> the less flavor a seltzer has, in my opinion, the more acid tastes. Yeah, because there's like a base to the seltzer. It's almost like that club soda effect. The less flavor, the more of the club soda-ish flavorless carbonated stuff there is. Scrape out the flavor. (laughs) Honestly, my favorite seltzer so far is Truly's Lemonade. Uh, But this isn't too bad. Truly banged it out. Everyone used to be so into White Claw. I tried one. It's I. You know, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Doesn't blow your socks off. You're at the beach, you're like, well, there's nothing here. I'm going to drink a White Claw. That's right. But you try it truly, and you're like, huh, oh. Only the lemonade, though, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that regular White Claw is slightly better than regular truly, and then truly tea is terrible. Never drink truly tea. Make them stop making it because they should just make more lemonade. Uh, And the lemonade is the best one that they have. By far. I'm not going to lie. There's even a worse version of Truly, or White Claw. Was it like White Claw Light? Yes. It's the White Claw, like 70 calorie version. I don't know what it's called, but it's like. Is it called Light Claw? Oh, missed (laughs) opportunity. Oh, oh no. Flip it. Get at me, guys. Come on. Give me some royalties. It's all yours. (laughs) Marketing team, where are you at? So, you know how most alcohol, to make it taste good, you have to have at least 100 calories? What's yours at, Richie? What's the uh, calorie count on yours, Richie? Mine's at 100. 100? Yeah. I feel like 100 is that base level and it needs to be to taste good. Yeah, I mean, Mick yeah. Ultra is 88. Uh, uh, I don't really like Mick. No, me. <laughs> <laughs> this White Claw is 70 calories. Fuck that. 
it tastes like negative nothing. You literally drink nothing. Water has more flavor. They somehow have Gross. negative flavor. That you can't <laughs> when you drink it, they take the flavor away. It steals the flavor of your mouth out of your mouth and makes it feel less like your own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, I've got for myself. It was last minute and I wanted to try these since I heard that they were making them. I have not had a single other version of this brand's seltzer, but I also have a seltzer. I've got two. I've got two for tonight, only because they're 5%. Tis a Bud Light seltzer. Oh, oh. Both of them. These came out of the flannel pack for the fall. Flannel uh, pack. So the first one I have is Apple Crisp. Oh. Ooh. Yep. It's an Apple Crisp seltzer. I see you, Bud Light. Made by Bud Light, yep. And the second one I have is a toasted a marshmallow mm. seltzer. Interesting. I was just talking about toasted marshmallow alcohol like yeah, well, hours ago. <laughs> I have one. Deja vu. Uh, it, yeah, I, I can't say much because I've never had any of the seltzers, man. But I plan on drinking both of them, and here goes the... Apple crisp. Sorry. It smells just like a fresh baked apple crisp. Don't get too excited. The smell is usually really good on (laughs) seltzers. It's the taste that's going to be the real factor. Take that sip. Oh my god. Oh? Just right off the bat, man. Hits you with the apple? amazing. Yeah. Bud Light, you you doing all right. (laughs) You throwing the flavor out. Alright, you know what's better than beer, though? Tell me. Stories. Okay. All kinds. Edgar Allan Poe. Beer stories. Beer stories. You know what else? I'm about to give you guys some stories. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. And these stories could be true, but they could also be fiction. Do we have to guess? And I need you two guys to tell me which true or false. Oh, we do have to guess. And I need you to decide, and our fans, what's true or false. Oh, God. All right, are we ready for the first crazy story? Wait, is this like two, tr- two truths and a lie? Nah, I'm just going to rattle them off and you need oh, to guess. Oh, God. All right. There's some crazy ones. And, uh, uh, all right. A man falls in love with a woman who lives just across the street. She then explains that at one point in her life, she was cheated on, or she once was cheated on, sorry, and is finding it hard to accept him as her boyfriend. You know, you get that mentality, right? And eventually, he persuades her by telling her he'll never cheat on her, ever. After overhearing a conversation he has on the phone with another woman, it was a meaningless conversation. She flees the house. The next day, he sees her run into the churchyard across the street, only to find that she is buried in the graveyard there, and he has been seeing a ghost. Okay. Do we have to guess now, or do we hold our... Guess now? I'm going to say that's a lie. A lie. I won't lie, and not even just to make things interesting. I'm going... I'm going truth on this one. Ah, uh, you're going truth, Cam. You're a lie? Yeah. You're a high lie? <laughs> Shout out Cigar City. All right, that one was indeed fiction. 
Oh. Man, I know how ghosts work. Man, ain't no ghost trying to have sex, man. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Hey, you ain't never seen whatever the parody of Paranormal Activity was. <laughs> I ain't seen that shit. I forget the name of that movie, but the ghost definitely tried to fuck him. <laughs> Alright, there's this one. It is called The Caller. The last one was called uh, The Girl Next Door. <laughs> a radio host gets a series of bizarre phone calls from a listener. After a while, the listener reveals himself to be the radio host's dead son. No one else at the radio station even heard the call. Only the host himself. In fact, the listeners didn't even hear this guy come through the radio. The lights in the room started to flicker on and off. And while he's talking to his son, he starts to hallucinate and become increasingly scared by the caller until he eventually fell out of his chair and gave himself a concussion by falling. He went to the hospital, and he barely remembered what it was, but he did remember he talked to his son. Oh, that's the end? That's the end. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to say, I'm, call me dumb. Call me crazy. Call me a believer. Or a believer. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to go truth. Truth? All right, Cameron? I was thinking the same, actually. I'm thinking that's true. It's hard Got to you guys. Oh, of course. I, I, I'm lying straight on my ass with that one. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Are you, are you writing these yourself? No. I wanted to believe that his son's soul was like, Dad. <laughs> Dad, I'm here. Don't, I'm don't here. you worry about it, my guy. All right, I'm going to keep railing them off. I'll probably Daddy, do I'm They're like really short. So I'll, I'll be born in Chicago like next month. Six or seven more. Oh, God. All right. super short. You know, I got to throw you guys off, you know? All right. So this one's called The Sleepwalker. I don't know why I got a Brooklyn accent all of a sudden. A man has what are you trouble. Doing? <laughs> what am I fucking doing? I'm at the Falcon Islands. What are you Islands. doing? All right. Oh, do you, what are you doing in the Falcon Islands? <laughs> Getting some coffee, man. All right. <laughs> a man, a man, strong man, has trouble sleepwalking. And one day he hears that he is cursed. And one day he will sleepwalk out of his house. And he will never return. He tells his daughter that he will remain with her forever before that night happens. And on that night, of course, without a trace, he vanishes. And the next morning, the girl tells her mom that her dad is in the dollhouse and that he will be with her forever. She is three years old. And inside that dollhouse, of course, was a doll of her father with 100% accurate details of him. That's a load of malarkey. I agree with Cameron. Load of malarkey? Yeah. Fucking, fucking bullshit on that one. Nailed again, that's the truth! What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know how or why, but this happened in Tennessee. And, yeah, I don't know, it's crazy. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So he... Basically, the story is like he got cursed and doesn't know how or why, but he was told in his sleep that he was going to die and he was going to vanish from existence. 
and sleepwalk away from his home at night when everyone he ever loved would be sleeping. And so he told his daughter this. He wasn't, he was like kind of, I guess, I don't know, like hesitant to tell his daughter. His daughter is the one who recollected everything that she, he told her in real life. So he told her, and she was like three or four at the time, and he told her like, I'm going to turn into a doll and I will vanish and I'll never be here again. Whether or not that was a curse or a ghost story or what have you, it, either way, maybe he even put the doll in the dollhouse himself and left, but they never saw him again. Yeah. No one ever found him, and there was a doll the next morning in her dollhouse that looked just like him. So whether it was him or this weird curse, he never came back. I don't know. See, the way I think about curses is I think that curses are just collections of negative energy in areas that people then think are curses. It's like, or, or an object. Like a bad it's like you're just. Yeah, you're around something that the negativity is radiating off of with such intensity that it's having negative effects on your life. It's not a curse, more that it's just like pure, unadulterated negativity. And that's really bad. I agree with that. And I don't see how a curse could turn you into a doll after making you walk out of like that. That's not what negativity does. It causes like health problems and what you would foresee as bad luck or what you would be seen as. But if he decided to run away and told his daughter he's going to leave a doll in the dollhouse, I didn't even think about that possibility. I could see that. And he'll always be with her. Yeah. It would like help, help her with her problems of her dad leaving and also let him get away with, I guess, or get away from what I guess was not a happy life for him since he ended up leaving. Yeah. All right. All right. That's really interesting, though. Yeah, you, you got to think about these stories from every angle. Like, yeah. I know I, I know I said, like, oh, this could be a curse, and, like, that's how the story went, but it could just very well be that he's a dumbass. <laughs> and he's a dumbass. <laughs> or maybe there are more complex curses than I know. Yeah, fucking dickhead just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> right? I'm going to give you a dog, girl. Bye-bye. <laughs> Peace, bitch. All right, hit, hit us with the next one. This one. Called Blood Bank. Blood Bank. Blood Bank. So, a nurse is in charge of treating a weird patient. Such a weird man, she said. One night, she hears noises from his room during the early hours of the morning around 5 a.m. When entering the room, she discovers an elderly couple in the room, dressed in black, kind of looking like they're at a funeral, who have come to see the patient. After a while, she sees the elderly couple dragging two large black bags into the elevator. She is informed by a fellow nurse that hundreds of blood bags have been stolen. After inspecting the man, the weird patient's bathroom, she discovers hundreds of empty blood bags and finds out that he is in fact a vampire and they were coming to give him blood, basically, and then leave, dip out. No. Um, no. I think that's true, but I think it was, like, I guess miscon- misconstrued. Uh, well... You said they found out the man was a vampire. What does that mean? Well, he drank the blood, is what they, they, they found out. Like, they, they were empty, so they were stealing blood in these, in these bags, like, around the hospital. And then they went into his hospital room, gave him the blood, and then dipped. 
left. I still want to say that's false because you said hundreds of empty bags, right? The human stomach can't even drink a gallon of milk without exploding if you don't wait long enough. I don't know how you could have enough time to ingest a hundred bags of blood. I think I'm going to say it false just on the mathematical impossibility of that. I don't know how long they were in there, but that's nuts. Although there are people out there that say they like drinking blood or that they, they're people that have to or something. I remember hearing something about people that do. Sanguinous. Yeah. I don't know if they just like it or they need it to survive, but there are people out there that drink blood and it's kind of like vampirism. But that's a lot of blood to yeah. drink. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with, uh, with, with True. Only because, because of that fact. Uh, what Cameron I'm gonna say just said. Alright, so the story is indeed true. Ah. <clears throat> Fuck you, Cameron. <laughs> Fuck you, Cameron. <laughs> You're so mean to me. <laughs> I don't love you no more. No, not fuck you. Fuck oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Is fuck what you. I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Basically, what had been happening in this story is... The man was a sanguinist. He had a, uh, I don't know exactly what the problem is, but he has a blood problem where he thinks he has something wrong with his body, where he's losing blood all the time. I don't know what if it's a disease or what necessarily is. They don't mention what's wrong with him. He just thinks he's got some weird problem that he needs more blood because he's does he's losing his blood but he's not actually losing his blood he just thinks he is so he consumes blood and he's part of this cult which is in nebraska this cult is are basically sanguinists and those two who came in were helping him perform whatever fucking ritual they were doing and all three of them were consuming the blood banks uh, all three of them were consuming uh, and then they dipped but he was too, like, cuckoo to leave. They, they, they were, like, treating him for something that was wrong with him mentally. They just were trying to figure out what it was, and that's why he was a patient. Remind me to do community background checks if I ever moved to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. You're going to have to do it if you ever move to a lot of places, bud. Sanguinist cults? Oh, no. That gives me goosebumps. I won't lie. They're, like couple letters off from being like a linguinous cult where they just like super love (laughs) (laughs) I'm a linguist those are the Italian cults (laughs) (laughs) just like those notorious fried chicken cults in China (laughs) oh man all right, I got a weird one for you. Hit me. Yeah, like that one wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like any of this them. This one's even weirder. <laughs> this one's even weirder. All right, so a mother, it's called morning sickness. So a mother and father suspect their daughter has been sexually active with her boyfriend. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ooh, and now she's showing the telltale signs of pregnancy. Yikes. Sick. She's, you know, and the parents, the parents know when you're having sex. I don't know how. How old's the daughter? It doesn't say. Oh. So she's, I'm, I'm assuming she's younger. Like, you know, between like maybe 15 to 20. She's at home, you know, 
probably around that age. And she's showing the telltale signs of pregnancy. She's getting morning sickness. She's throwing up. She's not sick. She's just having those stomach convulsions that, you know, you get when you show signs of being pregnant in the first, like, what, one, two weeks to a month. And the daughter, however, is adamant, like, Mom, I swear to God, I'm not pregnant, despite what her parents think. Dad, fuck off, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and finally, a doctor's examination states that the doctor, or the daughter, actually has a large cyst inside her stomach that requires surgery. So, you know, they bring her to the hospital, they go through all that, uh, they open her up, and to the doctor's horror... The surgeons actually found a baby octopus from inside the patient. Fucking true. You're you just like went right into that. You're like fucking. It's this right. Yeah. They, true. They got fucking fish that'll swim up your pee stream. Uh. So if she was on vacation, she could have accidentally ingested some sort of octopus, uh, egg or whatever the fuck an octopus is born out of. Um. Where in her body did they find it? In her, in her stomach? stomach. It, was, yeah. it was in her stomach. They did a X or CAT scan or whatever and found there was a cyst in her stomach. And so they operated on her to remove. They did whatever test to find a quote-unquote cyst. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. test it is. Probably a CAT scan. Uh, MRI probably wouldn't have shown Was it a there. live baby octopus? Uh, actually, is it? It doesn't say if it was alive or not, but there was a baby octopus inside it. Well, I'm sticking with my fucking answer of goddamn true. I'm I'm gonna say false on the condition that this lady didn't just go to one of those weird fairs where she literally ate a baby octopus, like the people <laughs> that eat those weird fairs. egg embryos. <laughs> like they let a chicken egg kind of develop and then eat it when the bones are like crunchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. Oh. Unless you came that's from a, something like that, I'm gonna say false. That's gross. That's a real thing. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but people let uh, chicken eggs develop until it's like half developed. You can actually like see the whole chicken, but the bones are tender enough that you can easily break them with your teeth, and people eat them that way. Fuck. It's you. like a delicacy <laughs> in some parts of the world. Ooh. Yeah, it's that's gross than all the stories I've told. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty horrible. I'm going to say false, though. <laughs> Alright, so the story of the octopus is false! It's a myth. Fuck. Never happened. Ain't never happened. Ain't nobody having octopus in their tongue. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody having no octopusy. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to survive. You Your stomach know. is designed to kill shit. Well, yeah. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fucking buy a baby octopus and eat it and see if I'm... And then go get a pregnant. And then go get an like a cat scan. Do I have a cyst or is it just a baby octopus? Is it a baby octopus? Next time I go in for anything like that, I'm gonna be like, "Are you sure, or is it a baby octopus?" (laughs) It could be a baby octopus, though. In all fairness, doctor, could be like what? (laughs) Excuse me. How do you how do you know about the legends from from medical school? (laughs) 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 No man. All right. I do have a couple more here. Actually, I got like 10 more, but I'll only do a couple more for sake of time. So, which ones to pick is the question? Which one's going to throw you off? They, they all have. <laughs> That's true. The one, the one with the sleepwalking, I definitely thought was going to throw you guys off the most, but I'm still trying to see which one would be a good one to throw you guys off. Uh, a teenager. 
comes across a wallet along his walk home from high school. Middle of the day. Middle of the day. He decides to return the wallet to its original owner, as there's an address on the inside. Why did he cut on class? No, he's bought it, it's ending. Middle of the day. He, he left the day. No, he, well, he left high school. <laughs> fucking walking home. He's every day, damn it. He cut class instantly. Dumbass bitch. That's how you get killed in horror movies. Cutting class. I walked uphill home and to school and the snow and the, the freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. I walked 10 miles. Uphill to 10 miles every day. To and fro. I don't know how it happened, but that hill always moved. So, on returning the wallet, he is asked a series of weird questions about himself by the person who answered the door and where he found the wallet. Deciding to leave, he turns around and discovers a man in a picture that looks exactly like him. This man turns out to be his father, and he will inherit his fortune. I say, wait. I, I say true, only because I'm a sucker for a good, uh, a good comeback story. Basically, the kid's dad left him and mom, but didn't go far. And uh, the kid happened to find a wallet on the ground and returned it. And or the dad was sneaky AF and was like, yo, I know where this fucking kid walks home. I'm going to drop this wallet and see what he does with it. And and after okay. that, you know, the rest was kind of like up in the air, but, you know, then he saw the picture and was like, hey, that's me. Oh, wait, no, that's not me. And then found out it was his dad. His dad was like, yo, I'm Bill Gates. and I'm Bill Gates, yo. You get everything. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Bezos. So I'm saying true. All right, that's a good analysis, Cameron. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say it's true based on the idea that it's possible and plausible. So then, in the amount of time that's elapsed in recorded history, that's probably happened at least once with the billions and billions of people that have come and gone. It's also a very good analysis. You guys got me on that one. It's true. So, uh, the dude stalked... I, I mean, I don't know. It's his own son. I don't know if it's tactic. I mean, I guess it's still stalking. But, yeah, he did leave at a younger age. The kid, the kid never stalker. knew his dad, really. I mean, he was like four when his dad left. Never knew him. And his dad never moved far. So, Richie <laughs> analysis lines up. And he, he, the dad put the wallet there. And hoping that he would come to him because he didn't want to be. Look, it's all sorts of creepy. You should just like come to them, like knock on their door. Hey, I'm your dad. Or like the wife would know, right? But no, nah, he's like, let me leave the wallet here and have my son creepily come to my door. And then let me ask him some weird ass questions to be like, hey, I'm your dad. Like, it's so weird. But yeah, the father was kind of rich and ended up leaving this kid a fuck ton of money. Um, everybody has their ways. What I'm gonna say with that, and if he's rich, he's probably yeah, a little eccentric. Also, so he's got some weird ways. Uh, deep down, obviously, these stories don't tell like every detail, even when it comes to the explanation. Um, 
But, like, yeah. it also could have been, like, an adopted kid that the dad didn't entirely want to That's give true. up. When you're in high school and have a kid, the the father doesn't entirely have a say in whether or not the kid gets adopted or, or sorry, gets put up for adoption or is aborted or, you know, whatever. So I could see, I guess, a a really good guy who didn't have a say in the matter uh, being like, yo, I dated this girl in high school, she got pregnant, and it was my kid, I know that for a fact, uh, and she put him up for adoption, he got adopted locally, I moved there, and I want him to know, and have whatever money I have, so, and I know there's certain rules when it comes to adoption, and terms of adoption, until a kid is a certain age, the parent or parents may not be able to actually reach out and be like, yo, I'm your dad or I'm your mom. But if the kid comes asking and or shows up at your door with your wallet with a picture of the kid, you know, chilling on the on the mantle. Yeah. Like <laughs> himself. Like senior. That's, that's, I guess, entirely uh, legal, quote-unquote, uh, for yeah. that situation. So That's true. That is uh, the only reason. Still pretty eccentric. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you got a lot <laughs> of money, so fuck it. I was also thinking maybe if he had, like, a really big breakout with the wife as they had the kid and decided that maybe it would be better for the kid if he didn't know he had a father at all growing up and that it would be less traumatic that way. Also true. And then he decided later on that it was time that he got back in. Or they had, like, a really big dispute and split up and decided that, and he didn't want the wife to think that he was trying to sneak back in, so he had the kid discover that he... F- discover him so that it was, like, an excuse. Like, oh, he found me! Yeah. I didn't... What are you talking about? Like, I didn't get back into his life. He found me. Absolutely. It could be... You know, there's a bunch of reasons. Fuck yeah. That was but a yeah. good one. That was hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, right. He got the money. Cares about some... It's, it's coming from it's a place of love. All right, so you guys want me to do one more or two more? Uh, One more. Okay, I'll make it a good one. You ready for this one? <clears throat> this one is straight up called Halloween. A man by the name of Gerald. Michael Myers. Absolutely, without a doubt, could not stand, hates Halloween. He is the Grinch of Halloween. Well, fuck you, hates Gerald. It. Fucking hates it. He especially hates the kids who come pestering him at his door. He's lived in the same neighborhood for 45 years. And every year, he scares them away, tells them to fuck off. Just get the fuck off. I don't have candy, you dumbass bitches. Get the fuck off my door. And then one year... As a kid trying to get candy, I'm telling Gerald to fuck off because that's the spirit of fucking Halloween. And... (laughs) Now you're getting TP'd, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. egg him, dumbass bitch! You gonna get TP'd, Gerald? <laughs> you probably <laughs> did too, and that's another reason why you're candy, then. God so, damn! <laughs> one year, there's a knock at his door, and he's like, oh, "I'm about to go fucking kill these kids." And he opens it up, and there is a six foot seven ish around figure standing at his door, fully cloaked in a black cloak. 
with a very realistic skull mask on his face. Eerily realistic. He says he's the Grim Reaper, and he tells Gerald that if you don't cut the shit and celebrate this holiday and stop scaring the children, that I will come back next year on November 1st and kill you. Gerald, being a dumbass, is like, all right, fuck off, and shuts the door and leaves and tells everyone, all of his friends about it, tells his wife, tells everybody, ha ha, these people ain't gonna fucking kill me, this mother, they're trying to scare me, they got some, their big brother or something to scare me or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, next year rolls around, he does the same shit that he did before, only this time, he, uh... Oh yeah, yeah. So he puts he puts he puts candy out, but it's like poisoned in the sense that he put like narcotics in it for them to like fall asleep. Now, <laughs> Some he didn't mean. <laughs> so he ne- didn't necessarily want to hurt anybody, but he didn't want to necessarily like not do anything big this year because of the guy who came back last year. He sort of had, he sort of went a little crazy. The man who showed up last year basically got this thing in his head that like, I'm going to kill you. So he's like, well, well, I'm going to poison or not necessarily poison, but like take out these people. So this year comes around. He does that thing. And of course on November 1st, there's a knock on his door and who is it? But the same grim reaper only this time it's in the daytime. Not at night. And he opens the door, and he notices his neighborhood's fairly busy during the day, and there's no one around. Absolutely nobody. No cars, no people. And the Green Reaper says, it's time, Gerald. And he goes, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? And the Green Reaper says, it's time. I told you, if you don't change your act, I am going to come back, and I'm going to take you away. And Gerald's freaking the fuck out at this point. So Gerald, being the sane not sane person he is uh runs out the back door and tries to get away and the grim reaper's at the back door and the grim reaper takes him away drags him under and there's no more gerald ever ever again gerald's gone and his wife was at work that's that's false (laughs) that's false you can't tell the story if you got dragged to hell no so he told the story during the year to his friends, his wife. Yeah, but that was embellished to the point where it had the whole interaction between him and he saw him in the day and all that, and that would never be known That's by anybody point. if nobody was home because he didn't get to tell <laughs> That's anyone. That's a valid because point, he got dragged but also to hell. most of my stories... How did, how did he tell the rest of the story when he got dragged to hell? I'm still going to go with false. I say fuck you, Gerald. Fuck you, Gerald. You deserved it. You deserved it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the neighborhood could have got together and lynched this old guy, but <laughs> I mean, that, that's about all that I can see is happening that would prove the story the right. The neighborhood just... And all over one night of the year He's of him being a dick, dick. I just don't Even see his it. Wife. Even his wife. He is the Scrooge. Like, he's probably the guy that's like, stay off my lawn. Get on my so lawn, kid. You're going, you're going true yeah, then, and I'm yeah, going go false true. again? I'll go true. Well... The story of Gerald and his Scrooge hating Halloween is a myth. Oh, it's yeah. false. 
Can't tell the story if you got dragged to hell. You know, it's a crazy story, though, that I'm not going to make you guys guess, though, is I'm sure Cameron's heard of this, but there's actually a girl. I don't remember where. It's a true story. She played this thing that's called the elevator game and in, a, in a hotel and completely disappeared from security cameras. I don't remember exactly where this is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm sure you, you might have heard yeah, of it. I know this story. Whoa, are you talking about Elisa Lamb? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. a weird story that she ended up near a that water tower. That was the name. Uh, near? She ended in? up naked in. Okay, okay. Yeah, in. A water tower. In the Cecil yeah. Hotel, which, which, this, oh, God, the whole fucking actual story for that is nuts to begin with, but it is said that in the Cecil Hotel is where Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez had known to stay multiple times, as well as many other serial killers and or predators. Um, the, the whole fucking weird-ass thing that she did on camera from the elevator footage absolutely insane but like the cecil hotel is another story like uh american horror story on netflix yeah i was just gonna whole season on that top i was just gonna top off the whole story uh topic with that there's a documentary that just got released this year on that i haven't seen it yet but february i saw a video of that getting i saw a video of a dude that proved what happened to her I don't remember the whole story, though, but I think it was something like it was undergoing uh, maintenance at the time, and they left the door to the roof open, and they had the water thing open, too, because that's what they were doing the maintenance on, but they left for the night, and she had, I think she had taken some kind of psychedelic or was exposed to some kind of black mold or something like that that had been known to do that. And she was basically having a really bad trip and wound up accidentally going all the way up to the roof and climbing into the water tower and drowning. Well, I mean, I get that, I guess, also makes sense. But why were her clothes not found on the roof or ever? I'm not really sure about that part. I don't, I'm not even 100% sure if what I'm saying is 100% accurate, but I saw a video of a dude that had a reason that made me think, like, oh yeah, that makes 100% sense, and I didn't think about it at all before, and now I realize that it's not actually as mysterious as I thought it was. But I don't remember, that was like a year ago that I watched that. And also, what doesn't explain, like, if she was tripping out, why did she play the elevator game while tripping? Because if you watch the security footage, she's pressing the numbers basically in accordance to how you play the game. Which yeah, I, is I didn't so even also know that weird. that was a game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a known game. I mean, she was supposed doing to, it. It's supposed to take you to another dimension. Basically like the underworld. Well, I mean, Through the uh, elevator. if you think about it, so she was from like Ontario, Canada, um, or somewhere in Canada. Um, so she was from Canada, she was on some sort of vacation, or going to school, actually, I believe, um, 
in uh LA. That's where the Cecil is, right? LA? Yeah. Yeah. Los Angeles. Uh, so she was no, she was just on like a, a vacation. Um she was only supposed to be there a couple few days and then go on to her next destination. Uh super nice girl. Always like never not in contact with her parents or friends, whatever. Although she did have some super weird, like I guess connections on Tumblr, uh, because she posted like a whole bunch of weird blogs, and it was almost almost to the point of like suicidal, but not kind of like blog posts on Tumblr. The whole thing with Elisa Lamb. Uh, there is also a weird uh, roundabout way. I don't remember how it was all connected. Um, but there was a weird connection with uh, the Black Dahlia murders. Mm. That happened way back as well. And basically saying something along the lines of like, even though they found her body in the water tower, like, it was the same fucking weird-ass intertwined bullshit. I listened to many of podcasts about true crime, and one of the ones that was talked about was the disappearance of Elisa Lamb, as well as Black Dahlia, as well as uh, Richard Ramirez, uh, as well as the Cecil. Like, they were all separate topics and weird-ass shit just goes on holy fuck the connections between all of them there's some weird stories out there that are beyond belief and it's (laughs) crazy i have a story actually if you want to hear it tell me have you ever heard of the children of course i don't remember the name of the town it was a town in uh, england There's a story that, I think it was in the 1800s, there was a town in England that had a name, and that's the name of the town in the story that I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) Oof. And two two children came out of the woods one day that were not from the area, and they were green. I heard. Their skin was, was green. And they, it was a boy and a girl, they were brother and sister, and when they were talked to, which I think they had a different language, but they eventually, no, okay, sorry, they had a different language, they came and they ate the food here, they didn't know how to get back, the boy ended up dying because he wasn't able to adjust to the food that we ate here, but the girl ended up growing up and surviving, eventually the green pigmentation faded from her skin and she learned our language and she told them that she came from a world that it was perpetual twilight, what we know as the sun setting, where the sky is completely orange, that is how the sky looked there all the time. And all the people there were green, and they all ate something that was akin to, like, baked beans that we have here, except they weren't with, like, the the juices that they're in, they were just the beans. And that her and her brother went somewhere that they weren't supposed to, they walked through, like, a really long cave, and when they came out the other side of that cave is when they were in our world. It's called the Green Children of Wulpit Sulfit. Supple. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're the one who told me that story a, a while ago. It was 
Yeah, that's I've known about it, and that's one. It's tr- true story that's known, and it's like holy. Yeah, it was around the that's 12th a different century. Dimension? Okay, but so it's, not the it's been written about countless to countless times again, and it's documented as a true story with however many accounts there were that records that there are from that time period that retain them. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, written between 1189 and 1220. Uh, also, in 1977, the sign, excuse me, the village sign was erected depicting the two children. Yeah, so it's like a local legend now, but it's based on what's known as, or what's, you know, recorded as a true story. What's crazy is her skin pigmentation changing back to a human. If she... Yeah, like when she got used to our food here and lived here long enough, she just slowly became normal, like what we consider normal looking. They're different, you know, it's, it's weird. You know what they yeah. say? They say you are what you eat. If you eat, if you eat, uh, uh, what is it? Salmon. Like basically, you eat what a flamingo eats your entire life. You will turn pink because of the pigmentation. Eventually, yeah. So actually, this that what you said there reminded me of another story. I don't even know what you would call them. Maybe nymphs. Have you ever heard stories of like forest fairies, kind of, that steal children? There was a story once of a kid who went on a family trip with his family, uh, or, shit, was it a family trip, or was it just in his house? No, I actually think it was just at his house. He went out into the woods one day and never came back, and then two years later, he came walking out of the woods with the same clothes on and everything, like a day hadn't gone by, and told his parents that, that like, some forest man took him away, and he lived there for a while and ate his food, and then he told him he had to go home. And I've heard other stories in that same vein where it's like they say that if you eat the food that they offer you in those situations that you like you can't leave until they tell you to or something like that. And that kind of that kind of same thing, like maybe that food would attune you to a different dimension and then you wouldn't be able to get back because in the same way that your skin pigmentation faded in the the story I just said. That's interesting. I have I've not heard that. Yeah, so if you ever go on a family vacation with kids to like a national park, keep your keep an eye on your kids because they say there's some <laughs> some weird shit. Like suicide just... forest, almost. Yeah, yeah, they can just like lure your kids into the woods and they'll never be seen again. Shit like kind of reminds me of um, accounts that have been taken from people who say they've met people, black-eyed people or black-eyed children, which are like real accounts. I saw a crazy video. The dude said he thought he found a frequency that attracted them and played it out his window for uh, a week. And one of the times, one one night, his uh, motion sensor lights came on. The next night, nothing happened. And the night after that, the lights came on and there was a black-eyed chick, like a, a woman who just looked like her eyes were pure, like, demonic black out of Supernatural or some shit like that. And she just literally stood there and looked back and forth and around for an entire hour. And then the lights flickered once and she was gone. They say that you should never open the door. Um, they can't do anything. And if you do open the door... Yeah, that would fit the bill, because she literally stood there at a window that only had a screen in it and did nothing. Yeah, they won't do anything. And if you open the door, Fuck they will still stand there. They won't, like, you know, just immediately kill you. And they'll ask you, hi. They'll, they'll, there's been accounts where they tell a story. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm broken down. 
down the way or whatever, but like you can't get past their eyes. They're black, but they'll tell you a story and they'll say, can I come in? Or some accounts say they never said a story. They'll just say, can I come in? And if you say yes, you're as good as dead. And if you say no, they'll just leave. It's so weird. Fuck that. That's like the actual stories of vampires that they have to yeah. be invited in. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh. You know, There's lots of stories of black-eyed children. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of creepy and weird and bullshit kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have either of you ever paid attention to any kind of, like, athlete? Uh, I, any athlete of any kind of sport. Doesn't matter if it's um fucking football, basketball, yeah, sure. track, nope, whatever. So, first off, there was a double amputee uh, track star from like South Africa or some shit. He was breaking world records as a double double amputee. All right, I I forget this guy's name. Very famous athlete. Uh. He just kind of, like, destroyed everything. Basically, he threw away his life because uh, the chick he was dating, uh, she was, like, some weird supermodel or some shit like that. Uh, basically, uh, she got jealous, or he got jealous, and he decided to just kill her. They were in the hotel room after one of the track meets, and... She got out of the shower, and he was going through her phone, and she was like, no, I'm leaving you for so-and-so, and he was like, the fuck you are, bang, 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 dead, through the bathroom door. And that is not even one of the craziest athletes that has ever done anything bad. It's them roids. <laughs> I've heard about that story, damn. Let's see. There was this guy, his name was... James Butler, a.k.a. the Harlem Hammer. This is back in, like, the 80s. All right? So, James Butler, the Harlem Hammer, he had a couple friends that, uh, I guess, technically, you wouldn't expect a, like, 6'7", or whatever. He was, he was a tall, big, heavy, black guy. Yeah, like, when if you think of like a super strong boxer, you're thinking like a Mike Tyson yeah. level boxer. So okay. that type of guy, right? He's friends with a couple Jewish kids growing up in Harlem because of his I guess his little boxing arena thing. He does some super, super shitty music video with them because the Jewish kids wanted to rap. They liked hip-hop. They liked, uh, at that time, it was fucking, he's dead. What the fuck is his name? Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> that guy. That dead guy. Yeah, that, that dead guy. Conspiracy theory, he's alive. What? <laughs> yeah. So, he, he does a music video with this guy. Uh, one brother, one of the two brothers ends up going off, and he does, like, stuff out in Hollywood. He's a like amateur actor. The other guy stays around Harlem, that area. He doesn't entirely matter so much. James Butler, Harlem Hammer. He has 
one fight uh, with a guy named Richard the Alien Grant. Never heard of him. Me either. It, 80s boxers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Butler loses. And it takes him a few years before he can actually fight him again to, like, a revenge fight. See who's actually the better fighter kind of thing. Basically, Butler goes all ten rounds. It's a unanimous decision by the judges that Richard Grant, the alien, wins. On the second time. So, yeah. So, for the second time, Butler loses to Grant. Grant, you know, at the end of every fight, you know, the fighters are off in their own corners. And basically, they announce the winner. Then they come to the middle. They shake hands, bump fists, hug, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's always civil. Yeah. Like, it, it's like the court of law, basically. Like, you take whatever decision is handed to you and shake hands, move on. Uh, well, after that fight, James Butler decides while Grant is being, you know, announced victor, that he doesn't like that answer. So Grant goes to like, hey, good fight. You were a, a worthy opponent. You know, everything's cool. I hope, you know, everything is good for you from here on out. Butler just sucker punches him. Dislocates Grant's jaw. Wow. Yeah. Fucks this guy up. Stitches and everything. Uh, the video on YouTube is insane. Like, you see Grant go down, and you're like, this guy's dead. But he didn't die. Like, it's... He didn't. No. Uh, when they... Uh, commissioner and fucking the refs and stuff push fucking Butler away, he is... His eyes just fucking look super fucking crazy. Like, he's like, oh my god, like what the fuck did I do? Fucking looking around like he's high on something. And that's not even the worst thing he did. <laughs> it's one of the worst things he did. Because it was a sucker punch. While someone's guard was down, you're a professional boxer. So, like, you got fucking weapons of mass destruction on the end of your arm. Butler ended up doing a whole bunch of weird shit. Uh, made his way out to one of those Jewish brothers' houses in L.A. His name is The Hammer, The Harlem Hammer. He ended up, for whatever reason, bashing in the head. I guess his, this guy's name was Sam, one of the Jewish brothers. Fucking killed him with a hammer that he found in the apartment. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, hey, he was bipolar. He was on and off his meds for a while. He did a wee bit of coke. Yo, I just watched it on YouTube. I pulled it up and watched the Sucker Punch. Fucking nuts. And then I watched, like, the dude afterwards. The dude looks, like, I don't mean, so, like, you see the guy Richard, right? And he looks like a reputable man. Yeah, black guy, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. He looks reputable. He looks like a nice guy. And you look at uh james butler or whatever and he looks homeless <laughs> Yo, he ended up homeless <laughs> he looks like he's on the cane yeah I, between being bipolar and having a problem with coke that 100 percent, and that's why he ended up killing uh sam by beating him in the head with 
it, there was other little things. I mean, when he sucker punched uh, Grant there, he got suspended from the boxing league. And it was like a, what the fuck was it? Some sort of, like, police, um, like, the, there was, like, 500 police officers there. It was something for the police department. It was, like, a, a benefit, basically. And it was a fight that helped raise money for the police department. So, like, as soon as it happened, he got escorted out by police. Yeah. Because there were so many there. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, I promise you isn't even one of the worst people that I'm going to talk about. Well, I I guess not one of the worst, but, I mean, there's way too many. I could spend literally 8 to 12 hours Yeah, just on the episodes that I've listened to so far about these fucking athletes that have gone rogue. You think Hitler was bad? Well, wait till you see these guys. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Hitler was really uh, bad. He was bad. Uh, <laughs> there is one episode that connections to Donald Trump and also Hitler. How old was I'm, he? I'm not going to go into that one. Uh, I mean, it was also 80s. Yeah, just overall, it was like he just had a connection to both of those and it just through weird happenstances. Uh, so that was James Butler. It seems slightly mild. Compared to this next one, man. So. Yeah, I want to do ASMR. Oh, I want to listen to it. We should include this in the podcast. Yeah. We should. Just put this in like we should a. Review our hey guys. ASMR intermission. <laughs> we should review our beer. Listen to us talk. I'm, I'm petting my cat. Oh, yes. She's so cute. With a good old oh yeah. <laughs> Alright. So clap back in. Oh, oh. I mean, I'm gonna use that stuff. Oh well, yeah. Alright, so that was James Butler. Uh this next guy played in the NFL. Alright. Uh there's actually two of this person. Stanley Wilson Sr. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like in a yeah. father. And uh, obviously, roughly different times. Um, so there was Stanley Wilson Sr. at one point, who is going to be like the main topic of this part. Um, and then there's also a quick little side story about his son at the end, Stanley Wilson Jr. Stanley Wilson Sr. played for the Cincinnati Bengals. He only played six seasons in the NFL, and he was suspended for two full seasons out of those six seasons for, can you guess it? Roids. 
use of cocaine. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the Bengals were on their way to. Obviously, he uh, Stanley Wilson had a coke problem, and he was suspended a couple times uh, throughout the six years. It wasn't like two years in a row or anything, but he would like play good, then he would get suspended for coke, and then he would play good, and then suspended for coke. And eventually, when he got signed by the Bengals, he was like a pivotal running back for the Bengals, and it helped lead them to the Super Bowl. What years was he, like, playing? Early 80s? Mid-80s? Yeah. I I was telling my cousin about this earlier, um, and forgot to get, like, actual dates. Um, but it's all on, like, Wikipedia or one of the other... You look up Stanley Wilson, fuck up, basically, and you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, so the night before the Super Bowl, they had moved hotels. Oh, they made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They were in the Super Bowl. Like, if they won, then they won the Super Bowl. If they lost, then they lost the Super Bowl. But either way, they were either going to be one or two. So the night before the Super Bowl, they had, like, a, a team meeting. And on their way down to the team meeting, Stanley Wilson was like, yo, hold up. I forgot my playbook. I got to go back to my room. Grab that. So he goes back to his room. Team meeting starts. The coach is like, whoa, hold up. Where's Stanley? All right, let me go check. Because players were like, well, he was behind us, but said he had to grab his playbook. Been like 15 minutes. That's not a whole lot of time, right? So, turns out, even though he was clean, technically, according to drug tests that he had been mandated to take every three days so that he could continue <laughs> playing, because at this point it was his uh, uh, second suspension, so it was after that, and basically three strikes, you're out. Uh, so, yeah. he, he was clean. He goes back to the room. Team meeting starts, coach comes to find him, and they have to they have to break down the bathroom door in this hotel. When they do, they find him with all sorts of like spoons and like crack pipes. Oh, wow. uh, they find him like cowering in the tub basically like he's got powder around his nose there's oh crack pipes God. it smells like crack has been fucking smoked in there like it's nuts so this dude went from being clean major withdrawal he was so high that he was like he had the shakes he was like unresponsive but like alive like obviously you could t you can tell when someone is actually alive and stuff but like he was like freaking out so they were like all right well you're not playing uh so they sent him to a different hotel and he basically woke up at like 6 a.m and came out of his high and the Bengals lost that year 
and the team couldn't find him because he went on a binge. He decided, well, I fucked that up, even though I flew my family in, and they've never seen me play in an NFL game. I'm going to go to this shady motel and do even more coke and more crack and fuck all these prostitutes. Uh, he did that for three days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after that, uh, he was kind of like bouncing around because um, he got forced to retire from the NFL. Yeah. Bounced around a couple little jobs here and there. Stole couple little things got arrested did a little bit of time and eventually he was like helping this guy from beverly hills move uh like he got hired as like either part of the moving crew or like a cleaning crew at at the house stanley wilson's bright idea was to steal a hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of like solid plan yeah like let me get that rolex and also, all this solid silver. Because you don't make enough in the NFL to... Well, it, he blew it all on coke. And oh, he true, is... True, true. He's been out for a few years, plus went to jail for a couple other minor thefts. So, after that, he got sentenced... He got caught, obviously, uh, for stealing the $130,000 worth of stuff from this guy's house. Uh, he got sentenced to 22 years in prison. Damn. Yeah. That was a handful of years after the NFL stuff, but he ended up basically watching his kid, Stanley Wilson Jr., make it to the NFL. See, I know him because I know the story that he did. I know how he fucked up, too. He was... Stanley Wilson Sr. was in jail when Junior made it to the NFL and all that fun stuff. Stanley Wilson Jr. may not have been on Coke, um, but he definitely had some issues. Uh, Basically, there was like one day. uh, He played for, Junior played for the Detroit Lions. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Junior was walking around Detroit one day and some lady left her garage door open because they had just, like, stained something on their porch or whatever and they were just trying to let it air out. He decided, well, this is a good house. I'm just going to walk in. So he walks into the garage. Uh, You know how there's, like, the door from the garage to, like, the kitchen or whatever room is right off there? Junior opens that door sees the lady living in the house and says, can I help you with anything? And the lady goes, no. (laughs) I don't... What? No. Please leave before I call the cops. Natural reaction. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm not supposed to be here? At this point, he's just a a well-dressed young man Kind of seems like he's in the wrong spot, and, like, he got the wrong address for helping somebody, basically. So, nothing happens for, like, an hour, and the lady decides, alright, you know, maybe I should call the cops, because Junior is standing in her front yard 
with no shoes, just like staring up at a tree. <laughs> for okay, I didn't know about hour. this one. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, the same night, later on, after like nothing happens, Stanley Wilson Jr. is found with a gunshot wound to his chest or shoulder, one of the two. I don't remember which one. Naked in a burp bath. He apparently had tried later on in that night to break into like an 82-year-old World War II or Vietnam vet's house. And the Vietnam vet, being 82, said, bang, and shot him. The biggest question I have is why the fuck was he naked? Yo, so I don't know necessarily about that one but i know I, i'm pretty sure he tried to rob a store naked once as well yeah he probably did so he's just an exhibitionist yeah the cops obviously got called and his life was spared he got saved medics did what they could uh but yeah like there are so many athletes that throw away this like life on a silver platter that they're given yeah they get so much money it's like why would you just live just live normally yeah like just obey the law do what you gotta do make your paycheck buy the things that you want and you're good man like but see the thing is is they it's i think it's coming from a place of they got this fame but they already, as a kid, as a, as a young adult, never, they had problems. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And they never got these problems that most people get facilitated and checked out and worked upon. They, they're living this constant lifestyle, and they don't have time to check into it. Pain, painful childhood trauma will do one of two things to someone. They will either overcome it, and it will mold them into an amazing person that is strengthened for it, or like it will mold them into a broken person who is, unfortunately, not able to overcome it. Like an anime. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. You, you've got your Dekus, and you've got your Shigarakis. There you go. The worst part is, hours before he was arrested after being shot, he was shoeless. So it progressed from there. Like, what did he do? Was it like a fucking Russian roulette every, or uh, some sort of gamble? Every time he couldn't break into a house, he had to lose an article of clothing? Like, <laughs> He was getting so excited as he was trying to get he in never... that he just got hot. And he just t- kept taking off you know, pieces of his clothes until he wasn't hot no more. Yeah, but like he was standing shoeless in that lady's yard just staring at a fucking tree. And <laughs> guys, guys got to screw loose. Yeah, I was gonna, I was fucking... gonna say the only thing this guy's gonna get locked up in a room alone for these days, testing positive for is the Rona. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I think, I think that uh, it's time to review some beers. Yeah, that about wraps up the episode. I think so. All right, Talk about some weird ass shit. Yeah, some stories that may or may not have been true. Mm. Yeah. And some real-life stories that, that were are true. very true and that, creepy. That don't fucking sound true. No. And weird. Yeah. Some green kids walked out the woods. 
Is it true or not? That's all you need. That, eh? That's all you need. To they know. were green. Say it was twelve hundreds. Who? Were, yeah. Green, man. They, you know, they was a little hulks. They was bad, ready to smash. You know. <laughs> all right, Cameron. Let's start with you on this. Uh, on this busy. All right. So I drank the entire. Kiwi during the podcast, and I've just cracked into the passion fruit recently. I would say that that was sounds yeah, good. If you like seltzers, if you like Trulies, if you like White Claw, and I'm talking the originals, the ones that have the flavor guy in the corner waving, going like, "Hi, I'm not gonna come over there, but I'm not. Hi, I'm over here. You know, you, I'm almost there, but just that, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna come over there. <laughs> That's the flavor in, in a seltzer to me. It just never fully gets there." Uh, if you don't mind that, then these are really good if you like watermelon because they're all like mixed with watermelon flavor. The kiwi is really good. The passion fruit's pretty good. The blueberry was eh. And I don't think I've tried the last one, which might just be regular watermelon. I think that's what it is. But yeah, that's five uh, percent. I did. Alcohol? I did enjoy. Yeah, five percent alcohol. Twelve ounce cans, Vizzy watermelon pack. The whole cardboard package is watermelon themed and everything. If I had to rate the entire pack as a whole as a seltzer, I'd give it like probably a seven, seven and a half. If you're a fan of watermelon. Right. Now, are all Vizzy's watermelon, or is it just this pack? No, just this oh. pack. The other ones were not watermelon at all. I don't think there was watermelon in any of the other flavors whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> So they were like, yo, turns out we need some watermelon. All right, I got you. Some guys are like, hey, guys, <laughs> have you ever tried watermelon? They're like, let's try all watermelon. <laughs> yeah, blueberry watermelon. Yeah, kiwi water. The guy's are like, all right, guys, I get it. They're like, no, passion fruit watermelon. The guy's are like, guys, that's enough. Okay, I get it. And then they actually made it, and he's like, I hate you guys. Reminds me of that YouTube video with the guy inventing things. Like, what is this going to be called? Well, it's some sort of blueberry. Oh, I get it. Let's call it a blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Ryan George yeah. video. Man. All right, Richie. Let's do another seltzer. Or two seltzers. Actually. Yeah, I'll do two seltzers because I had dose. Let me start off with the first one I had. This is the Bud Light Seltzer. Flannel Pack. Because that's all fall flavors. This one was the Apple Crisp. And let me tell you, it was crispy. Like an apple. So much I don't. so much cinnamon. Mm. But not too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Sounds good. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Not a huge fan of seltzers. Because I absolutely hate plain seltzer water. I don't drink seltzers. I drink the Truly Lemonades. Because it's a seltzer lemonade. Fucking this thing literally tastes like you're drinking a goddamn fucking actual apple crisp. But like refreshing, not thick and hearty. Like it like it quenches your thirst. Yeah. The apple crisps uh Bud Light Seltzer, five percent, hundred calories. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Fuck Ooh, okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna lie though, like Apple's stepped its game up recently as a fruit. <laughs> Fucking ain't right. 
Because because Starbucks has the apple caramel whatever the fuck macchiato that I tried at Disney and yeah, that I told you. Oh, Hauga! Man, you guys you guys only starting to hey. appreciate the apple. Apple's always been one of my favorite. Dude, flavors. I roast apple. You gonna give me a pie? You give me oh, apple course. pie. Apple pie. Well, like give me an you apple know, fritter. apples. What I'm saying is apple candy been coated good. apple. Apple's been decent throughout the years. You know, but it's always stayed the same. It's just been Apple. Now, it's been hot this year with new things that have been coming out with Apple. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not just doing Apple Not the company, flavor. the they're fruit. Doing it's Apple remix. Crisp. They're doing Apple, Apple remix. pie. They're doing the app, 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 remix Apple Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about the, the my, my favorite? The old flavor, marshmallow. marshmallow. Yeah. The Bud Light Toasted Marshmallow. Mm. Again, only 5%. Again, only 100 calories. I'm okay with that, too. I swear on my life, man. If the other two flavors out of this Bud Light Seltzer Pack are shit, it's worth buying. Because, (laughs) my God, you're, you're fucking drinking a s'mores. What are the other two, just just for reference for our fans? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> One of them is uh, a pumpkin spice, I think, uh, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured there'd be a pumpkin it. one in there if it's fall-themed. Yeah. yeah. It's the flannel pack. The other one's turkey-flavored. <laughs> <laughs> turkey you know, gravy it's seltzer. <laughs> it's turkey It's a soul seltzer. <laughs> The good old toasted marshmallow literally tastes like you're drinking a s'mores. You got the graham cracker flavor, which is weird because it's only toasted marshmallow. But you got a little bit of graham cracker flavoring. No chocolate. No chocolate. You're just putting marshmallow on a fucking graham, and you're smushing it together. So half a s'more. Yeah, and you're mixing it with some seltzer, and fuck. Fuck. I'm gonna give this one a seven point eight. Two less, but Apple Apple Crisp was a little now, bit better. Now I'm having so. trouble with because I drink sparkling water all the time, right? I'm I I'm what you call a connoisseur of sparkling water. Now I like the sparkling. I've had every you and your fucking Lacroix. I've had every. I don't drink Lacroix. That's the worst water you can buy. Anymore. I I started with Lacroix. I've I've moved on. Now, I've had every flavor under the sun that they've released of sparkling water. It, I'm having trouble, because I'm not a fan of seltzers, per se, but I'm having trouble coming to terms with the taste of toasted marshmallow with bubbles. How is that? Worth it. <laughs> Worth. I mean, you're... So the apple crisp, yeah, 100%. You're looking at, like, a, a sparkly cinnamon apple flavoring yeah that's so basically a sparkling apple juice uh the toasted marshmallow it's not quite like a it's not quite like a campfire type vibe but like hot summer honestly hot summer day and you're like sitting around a campfire and like it's summertime you're enjoying yourself it's late at night you got a fire going in front of you but you don't have any marshmallows, but you got some Bud Light seltzer, 
and it's toasted marshmallow. Same same vibe. Like you're chilling. Okay. You're you're not quite grilling, but like you're chilling. And you're At least en- you're chilling. And you're enjoying. Like a hundred I I was super se- uh skeptical about this entire pack because you can only buy it in a twelve pack. Uh you got three cans of each flavor. I forget what all of them are. But the I'm gonna have to buy those now. Yeah. Like if you can find it, I say grab it. They're seasonal. I don't know if they're gonna have more next year. This is the first year they've ever had them. Gotta get it. So, Gotta get that. Boom boom boom. Gotta get that. Boom boom boom. boom you know what else you gotta boom. get? Some Jaihaya. Some cookies crumbling. Oh yeah. Jaho. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's that's a different song. Hi Ali. Hi 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 A lot of people in Florida have a joke where it's high life. I actually don't know what high Ali means in whatever language this is. It'd be a nice talking point to look up. I'm not gonna do it right now. But <laughs> high Ali. India Pale Ale, 7.5%, Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. Uh, it's an IPA. It says, Hecho Emano on the can, which is, I know Hecho. Not Emano? No, no, Hecho Emano. Not Er. Oh. Not brother, not oh. brother. Yeah, it's citrusy. You can definitely taste the orange. It's it says on the can there's some caramel malts in it. I didn't I didn't taste that at all. Uh, it did say it was bold and approachable, and I have to agree. It was very bold for IPAs. I'm not I'm not very knowledgeable in the IPA world, considering I'm more of a porter, stout, red ale, brown ale, what have you. Dodge, <laughs> fucking neighbors, dog. Hey, the longer he doesn't talk, the more he has to edit. Ah! (laughs) Is that gonna help? I swear on my life, if that is not in this episode, I will be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep it in. I'm gonna cut off this dog's nuts. I like have, and then I like layer Goku scream onto it <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I will go even further beyond. All right. Anyway, so I'm just gonna. All right. So yeah, it was orangey. I'm not a IPA person. I don't know flavors of IPAs. I'm a stout guy, and for me. Because I've had some IPAs that I thought was just, it tasted like I face-planted in a pile of grass that was freshly cut, and I didn't like it. This one didn't have that at all. Like, at all. There was, there was barely any grassy taste to this. The orange comes in strong, and there was also like a really, it kind of just smacks you every time you drink it. I, so they're not lying when they say it's bold. And... Honestly, like, for being such a the most common beer of this company, normally the most common beers are just I eat in companies. 
<laughs> this one, this one is surprisingly really good, and I recommend Cigar City Brewing to anybody. They're probably, I want to say, the biggest uh, Florida brewery that exists. They're known all over Florida. I don't know how far their reach is, but they're pretty much the most known brewing company in Florida. And uh, I'd give this, for an IPA that I know nothing about much IPAs, I'm going to say a 7.5. All right. Of course. Yeah. I myself can handle that. What's the, uh, I don't know if Can says it, and if it doesn't, it's no big deal. But, uh. What's the IBU factor? Mm. May not say it. Oh. Brewed with six hop varieties. Oh. Ollie can look it up, actually. I don't like the hops. Yeah, I'm not a big hop person either, and that's why I was a little skeptical, but since this was such a common favorite in Florida, I decided why the heck not. And I, it's been a long time since I had it, and I was pleasantly surprised at how my taste changed. So this one has 65 IBUs. Alright. That's not too bad. I, we talked about it. Uh, was it? <laughs> next episode with Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, there's some that have like 2,000, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's literally straight grass, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I like, could even handle it. You pretty much should probably, if you get to the, even probably 15, even 1,000, Honestly, you should probably just... I would probably rather just stick grass in my mouth than drink that. Yeah, that's my thought. Like, if... Yeah, make a grass smoothie. Yeah. Oh! You don't save a uh, farmer who just drove a tractor through this giant field. You cut a bunch of fresh hay. Mind if I eat a couple of these? I'd rather not drink the beer. Oh, go for it, son. Awesome. Let me just eat <laughs> these hays because that's better than drinking the beer. Legit. Like, I... I can handle up to 100 IBUs, and that's even pushing it for me. And that's my palate, personally. So, I get that. Hitting 2,000? I don't... I have no idea what the fuck that would taste like. Grace? I think... I thought Flower Power was a strong IPA, because it literally tastes like a field of dandelions. (laughs) So I have, I have no fucking clue. And uh, flower power comes in at like seventy five, I believe. So there's ten uh, more than this one. Yeah. If so, you if you ever want to get a hummingbird fucked up, get some of that two thousand no. stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is, folks. We've told some crazy, true, false myth fact stories. We've went over some seltzers that are must buys. Shout out Rizzy, shout out Bud, Salty, and I think that about wraps up this adventure through the warp field. Yeah. The latest crumble. The latest crumble? The greatest crumble. What the fuck he said, yeah. We're dropping bars out here. Damn straight. For your relaxation needs. For everyone's relaxation. I think that this is is how the cookie, the cookie fucking crumble, baby.
That's how it crumbles. That's how it crumbles. Yeah, crumble. A hundred years crumble, always crumble, and never stop crumbling. Oh, adventures of crumbles. Oh my God, it crumbles so good. Never stop crumbling. Anthony's gonna have such a great time trying to edit this last part. So good because everything is fucking crumble. And cut. I'm good for the cut. Get me out of here. Get him out of here.